Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This morning, Sydney's New Year's Eve all but cancelled. No crowds allowed. The foreshore off-limits, COVID restrictions extended and health chiefs on edge scrambling to stop the spread. Breaking the rules, partygoers fined thousands for flouting health orders on a wild night. Refused bail, Richard Pusey back behind bars after a standoff with police. And India shoots down Australia's top gun to close in on the second test. This is 7 News with Angie Asimus. Good morning. Sydney's biggest party, the world-famous New Year's Eve fireworks, has effectively been shut down. Crowds banned and everyone told to stay at home and watch it on TV. And at the outbreak's epicentre on the northern beaches, it will be an even quieter start to 2021, with restrictions extended across the region. Sydney's New Year's Eve fizzer. We know it's not the New Year's that all of us hoped it would be. The fireworks are on, but the crowds are off, even for the 5,000 firefighters and health heroes who'd been invited to front row seats. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cancel that. We don't want any crowds on the foreshores whatsoever. Local councils have already said they'll lock off traditional vantage points. The CBD will be locked down, and unless you can provide proof of a restaurant reservation... No Nobody should be in the CBD at all. As for this bit... I know that's normally an emotional time where we like to kiss and hug everybody around us. Can I just ask for absolute restraint? I haven't hugged my parents since February. Uh, that's just me. We don't want to create any super spreading events on New Year's Eve. The message, celebrate in the suburbs. And here's how. For the northern end of the beaches, the lockdown's been extended until Saturday week. Nobody in, nobody out, unless essential. Outdoor gatherings only and limited to five, except for New Year's Eve, when you can have five from the zone into your home. For the southern end, the lockdown continues until Saturday. Again, nobody in or out. Outdoor gatherings only with a maximum of 10, except for Thursday, when you can host 10 same zone guests inside. For Greater Sydney, effective immediately, outdoor gatherings have been cut to a maximum of 50, but you can still have 10 visitors a day. The same rules apply for New Year's Eve. But if you have the mildest of symptoms do not attend any of those events. Oh, I did have something planned for the city, but that's no big deal now. 
Nothing. Nothing. Stay at home. More than 15,000 were tested, uncovering five more cases, but all linked to known sources. The big headache, mystery cases, which have come out of nowhere. Three of them were here at the Belrose Hotel, but none at the same time. Who spread it to whom? We are following up a couple of other people that might have had early onsets, but that also hasn't led us anywhere. And this morning, new venues added, including supermarkets in the eastern suburbs and three stores in the CBD. Tracing teams desperately working to isolate contacts to contain the spread before the new year. Believe me, we all need a better 2021. Despite the growing COVID cluster, more people have been caught ignoring public health orders. Almost a dozen people have been fined, a total of $11,000 after police broke up a wild house party in Bondi, while a group of Northern Beaches residents have been caught fleeing lockdown to attend a wedding. The man accused of filming the aftermath of a deadly crash that killed four police officers in Melbourne is back behind bars this morning. Richard Pusey sparked a five-hour standoff with heavily armed police following an alleged violent assault in his home. The 42-year-old had climbed onto his roof with officers forcing their way into his house before he was taken to hospital. They'd been called there after neighbours heard yelling and windows smashing. Pusey was charged with a number of offences, including threats to kill. He faced court last night where he was refused bail. Air crash investigators will today visit the site of a plane wreck which claimed the life of a man in Perth South. Horrified witnesses watched from the ground as the light aircraft crash-landed at Serpentine yesterday. The pilot was the sole occupant of the two-seater and died at the scene. It's understood the plane was undergoing mechanical checks when it crashed. A woman has recorded one of the highest blood alcohol readings in New South Wales history, 0.416, more than eight times the legal limit. Stunned experts say that's so high it's the equivalent of being in a coma. Resting in a ditch off the Barton Highway, near Murrumbateman, just west of Canberra, the 36-year-old female driver of this car miraculously escaped uninjured. Oh, it's just unfathomable. When you've got that level of alcohol in your system uh, to still be alive uh, and to not have killed somebody else. In Belmore, a 23-year-old driver with an expired learner's permit blew 0.189, hitting a parked ute before slamming her BMW into a tree. I was angry about my ute and I hope it's not a write-off but you know, I'm glad she hit it because if she went through the lights up the road she would have been killed. On a statewide holiday blitz, police so far conducting 68,000 random breath tests, issuing 3,000 speeding fines. Tragically, there have been two fatalities. The vast majority of those deaths on our roads are caused by speeding, around 40% of those deaths. Horror smashes claiming nearly 300 lives this year alone, with 11,000 people spending at least one night in hospital following a crash, costing communities a staggering $5.4 billion. And that's because of hospitalisations, emergency services, rehabilitation. This time of year we want people to get home alive and safe and the only way that's going to happen is if they do the right thing. Nina Stevens, 7 News. 
Two men remain on the run after a sickening attack on a paramedic on the Gold Coast. One of the men flagged down an ambulance on Sunday night, claiming his daughter was struggling to breathe. When the paramedic began taking medical equipment from the vehicle, a second man appeared armed with a knife. He held the knife to the officer's throat while his partner raided the ambulance before they both took off with valuable medicines. The paramedic was treated for bruises to his throat. Thousands more doctors are prescribing medical cannabis to patients across the country, according to new data. More than 2,000 practitioners have applied for special access to the drug this year, up from just 12 in 2016. The controversial medicine has demonstrated positive results in treating chronic and terminal illnesses, as well as the side effects of other treatments. Rugby league player Jamil Hopawati has been charged over a drunken incident last night, understood to involve a woman who is known to him. The 26-year-old has been hit with three counts of common assault, stalking or intimidation, as well as mid-range drink driving. Hopawati previously spent a year in prison for assault. He will be before a court in a few weeks. There's been a daring raid on the New South Wales Central Coast with keepers taking on an, an enclosure full of American alligators. Staff at the Australian Reptile Park carried out their annual nest raid collecting 15 eggs. First nest raid of the season, very, very exciting, but it kept us all on our toes. We had to watch out for those big males sitting at the water's edge. They need to take the eggs because the Australian climate is simply too hot. The eggs are now in an incubator with a controlled temperature and should hatch in a couple of months. The deadline for Australians to get into their retirement nest egg early is fast approaching. The pandemic scheme has been accessed by millions, but hardship counsellors warn it could leave people worse off. When coronavirus hit, Chloe Herzell was on maternity leave. Husband Tom's hours were cut by 30%, making them eligible to access $30,000 from their superannuation early. I did research with regards to, you know, how my superannuation was tracking, how my husband's superannuation was tracking. It would be a big positive for us to do what we did than to leave it sort of sitting there. The couple among more than 2.9 million people who've taken advantage of the scheme. At the start of November, $36 billion had been approved for release by the tax office, but a cut-off looms. Applications won't be accepted after 11.59pm on December 31st. Superannuation shouldn't be touched, but unfortunately emergency measures in emergency times. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. Financial experts warn in the long run it could leave people worse off. If you're, say, 30 and you take out all of the superannuation you're able to do, 20000 that's $50,000 less in retirement. Experts say super should not be used to pay off debts and, when possible, money should be put back in. Applications are done on the MyGov website. People need their bank details, super balance and to check their eligibility. Rosanna Kingsun, 7 News. It's been proven to greatly extend the lives of patients with an incurable type of cancer. But until now, it was vastly out of reach for most. The new drug, costing more than $160,000 a year, has just been added to the pharmaceutical benefits scheme and is now virtually free. 
When Jill Howie was diagnosed with multiple myeloma in 2011, she was told it was incurable. I didn't dwell on it. I just thought, well, we'll do the best we can. A stem cell transplant kept her blood cancer at bay for five years until she relapsed. Since then, she's been treated with a new drug called Darzalex. We feel lucky that the government has approved this to be used at first relapse where we know it's most effective. The drug works by activating a patient's immune system to identify and kill cancer cells and it's been proven to extend lives by up to three years. Which means that patients can go for many years before they need further treatment. Darzalex was approved for use in Australia a few years ago but this groundbreaking treatment cost $160,000 a year to access. From January 1st it will be available on the PBS at a fraction of the cost for just $40 a month. To see it become available in Australia at virtually no cost is enormous for our community. And for a cancer that claims the lives of 1,000 Australians each year, it's renewed hope for the future. I'm so pleased that it's this very expensive drug and life-changing drug is available to all who need it now. Sonny Marinelli, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is rising this morning. The Nasdaq is as well. In London, the FTSE 100 rose and Germany's DAX did too. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell and the All Lords and the ASX 200 both finished the day higher. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,883 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 48 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 75 and a half US cents, 78 and a half Japanese yen and a dollar seven New Zealand. A volcano has erupted in Japan, causing large volcanic rocks to be hurled into the air. The large fragments were thrown more than one kilometre away and smoke reached height of 200 metres. Officials have since raised the alert level and a warning against more flying rocks and eruptions. The volcano is located at a crater on a southwestern island. There have been no immediate reports of injuries. An earthquake has hit central Croatia, causing extensive damage to scores of buildings. The 5.2 magnitude tremor rattled the epicentre in the middle of the night and could be felt more than 50 kilometres away. Authorities are now monitoring structures with fears they may collapse. Croatia is still recovering from an earthquake of the same magnitude which hit the capital in March. U.S. President Donald Trump has finally backed down, signing a trillion-dollar COVID stimulus bill. Let's go live to U.S. correspondent Tim Lester. Tim, he has narrowly avoided a government shutdown. Good morning, Angie. Yes, this was almost a quite extraordinary lights-out moment for the U.S. government, just avoided because Donald Trump acted uh, a little more than uh, one day before that was due to happen. He has not avoided, though, at least some disruption to unemployment benefits for about 14 million Americans by holding off on this. Congress had uh, laboured over negotiations on this 900 billion US dollar package for weeks and finally signed it at what we thought was the 11th hour with the backing of the Trump administration. Uh, So all 
the more surprising when the president uh, retired to Florida for his Christmas break that he suddenly refused to sign the bill. Uh, that was over a debate about stimulus checks, $600 the Republicans and Democrats had settled on going to uh, low and middle income Americans. Uh, he wanted $2,000. The Democrats have seized on that and will try to take the $2,000 stimulus check proposal back to Congress today, though it is likely to fail. This seen by many political observers as quite extraordinary brinkmanship in the final days of the Trump presidency. Angie? Thanks very much, Tim. India seems to be charging towards a series levelling win in the Boxing Day test as they dismantle a vulnerable Australian top order. Little went right for the Aussies. Pat Cummins and Cameron Green responsible for preventing total embarrassment for the hosts. Australia heads into day four with a two-run lead with just four wickets to play. The Adelaide Strikers have cruised to the top of the Big Bash table following a 71-run win over the Perth Scorchers, who remain winless. There was more umpiring drama, two howlers leaving fans in disbelief. The first saw Rashid Khan knocked on the pads by Scorchers paceman Jai Richardson, but he was ruled not out. Just four balls later, Matt Short was given out LBW, despite replays showing he hit the ball. Chasing 166, Perth were off to a fast start, picking up 35 runs in their first three overs before they were bowled out for 94. Western United and Adelaide United have played out an entertaining goalless draw in the A-League season opener in Geelong. Western's defence was tested as the Reds came close to scoring three times, including this close call by Socceroos striker Tommy Urich in his return to the A-League. Ball again. Tommy Urich in behind. Welcome back to the A-League. So very nearly didn't get the connection he wanted. The season open, it was meant to be played between the Western Sydney Wanderers and newcomers MacArthur FC in New South Wales on Sunday, but was pushed back because of Sydney's COVID cluster. That match will now go ahead tomorrow night. NBA star Steph Curry has come up big to help the Warriors defeat the Bulls. He scored 36 points, coming up clutch in a one-point win. Shooters. Steph attacking again. Steph! One. The field goal and the foul and Curry to the line! Ben Simmons had 15 points, but his 76ers went down to Cleveland by 118 to 96, while fellow Aussie Josh Green impressed for the Mavericks with his fast break dunk, just his third NBA game. A new crew of blue whales has been discovered in the Indian Ocean after scientists heard a whale song not heard by humans ever before. The slow bellowing ballad was recorded off the coast of Madagascar and is described as the most distinct of all whale songs. Taking a look at the weather now, a low pressure trough is extending near Perth to the Kimberley region, continuing across southwest Queensland and New South Wales. A large area of cloud and thunderstorms are covering the northern part of the country. Around the capitals, partly cloudy for Brisbane, top of 31. Few showers and 23 in Sydney, 22 in Hobart and Melbourne. A top of 25 and partly cloudy in Adelaide. Sunny and hot in Perth, 39 degrees. And showers and a possible storm in Darwin. And that is 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 29th of December.